to your DIY health here on the Truth Frequency Radio Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It is Thursday, November 5th, 2020. (laughs) And we are stepping out of the coronavirus fraud into the election fraud. Still don't have a uh, official victor. And uh, it's getting interesting. Anyway, this program is meant to present nutritional information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, assuming you can find what opinion the doctors most people go to see when they have a health issue, MDs, wrapped around the axle of their training. Unfortunately, their training is in drugs and surgery, and it doesn't equip them to treat the over 900 chronic health issues that are proven to be a result of a nutritional deficiency. I'm simply someone who's been studying under the tutelage of one of, if not the top nutritional authorities in the world, Dr. Joel Wallach. I don't treat diseases. I don't even treat people. I simply advise people how to give their bodies raw materials they need to support and maintain good health. And when the body has what it needs, it'll fix itself. The body wants to fix itself. The body knows how to fix itself. It has a God-given innate ability to do so. The only thing it's missing is the raw materials. When you put those back into the mix, stand back and wait to be amazed because your body's going to do some really cool stuff. Now you can visit my website at yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R. DIY, like do-it-yourself, health, H-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiyhealth.com. All the product lines we talk about are there, the longevity nutritional supplements and so on. I encourage you to take advantage of the information. It's all free. And if you have any questions, you can hit the contact me button, send an email or call and leave a message. We'll get back with you as quick as we can. And uh, hopefully we'll get you on the right track and get your questions answered and uh, hopefully... uh, get you on the path to restoring your health naturally. Also, if you uh, hit the radio shows tab at the top of the page, you see the link to our archive page set up through castboxf.fm where all the shows that I do are archived and there's over 400 shows there now and you can share them via email or social media. Uh, You can listen on your computer and if you have the uh, smartphone app downloaded to your phone, you can listen on your phone anywhere, anytime in excellent audio quality, all free of charge. And, uh, encourage you to take advantage of that and also scroll down a little further you can see the information about the shows we do when they're on and how you listen and to the facebook page set up for this show and uh, the chat room that shows there is strictly for the show that airs on people's patriot network at 1 p.m every day eastern time so don't try and use that chat room if you want to use the chat room for this show uh, just use the chat room for tfr and it's great it works really well um, i encourage you to use it so anyway, uh, the number to call into the show is 833-TFR-LIVE, 833-837-5483, 833-837-5483, or 833-TFR-LIVE. 
And keep in mind the topics discussed and opinions mentioned on this show are those of the host and or guests and don't necessarily represent the opinions of the Truth Frequency Radio Network, its owners or sponsors, or any of the alphabet agencies out there listening in. Nothing we say on this show should be construed as an attempt to diagnose, treat, or cure any kind of a health issue. It's all here for your education and entertainment purposes only, so that as a responsible adult, you can use this show's due diligence so that you can make sure that what you're doing and what you're trying is right for you. All righty then. Um, some crazy stuff going on right now. The elections are uh, <laughs> wrought with fraud from the looks of things. Uh, reports are coming in from all over the place. Um, you know, things, it's really weird because I, I was watching uh, Tuesday evening and about, um, you know, somewhere between 8 and 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern time, everything just sort of froze, um, especially in the upper mid- Midwestern states that are Democratic-run, you know, Michigan, Wisconsin, uh, Minnesota. They just sort of stopped. And in the middle of the night, <laughs> and, you know, it's funny, around 3 o'clock, President Trump came out and gave a statement saying that he was uh, really uh, concerned about the potential fraud and that maybe in an hour or so uh, there would be additional ballots just sort of... Lo and behold, that's exactly what happened. I think it was in Michigan. They had like 120,000 ballots that just showed up out of nowhere, and every single one, 100%, were for Biden, which is physically impossible. There's just no way that would ever happen. And, um, you know, just things over, over, all over the place. You know, you have... Uh, Many precincts reporting uh, more votes counted than they have registered voters. Um, <laughs> yeah, that fraud in Wisconsin supposedly achieved an impossible 88% voter turnout. It was really just Democrat ballot fraud. Then you have obvious fraud. Seven Milwaukee wards reporting more votes than total registered voters. And uh, basically, this goes right into what we've been talking about all along with the COVID crap which, by the way, we haven't heard anything about since the beginning of the week. Uh, you know, this was, the COVID stuff was strictly uh, means for which the Democrats could steal this election. They were trying to make Trump look bad from the outset, and then they were driving fear like crazy, making people scared to death, even though they could go to Walmart, they could go to, you know, the grocery store with no problem. They were scared to death to go to the polls to vote. And as a result, they came up with this mail-in voting fact crap, which just made it impossible or made it possible for them to just uh, stuff the ballot box, basically. You have a situation in, uh, uh, I think it was Arizona, where a state trooper discovered 50,000 Trump votes that had been discarded <laughs> uh, in a dumpster or some kind of thing. I can't remember where it was, but he found the things. Um, and just more and more and more of this stuff all over the place. And uh, it's it's sad that we're seeing this kind of thing, but it's not surprising. Uh, the Democrats have been known for years to be the not saying the Republicans don't, but they are you know novices compared to the Democrats. And um, you know the state of Texas has arrested and locked up two hundred over two hundred Democrats for voter fraud in the last couple of months. Of course, you don't hear about that on on the lamestream news media, do you? Yeah, I have insider sources uh, in the government that tell me these things, and I have every reason to believe they're accurate. Um, Michigan U.S. Postal Service insider delivers testimony of shady postmark scheme to hand stamp November 3rd on late ballots. Calls on other post office workers if they see anything shady to report it. Yeah, 
that's uh, I saw a thing last night about that where a um, low-level postal worker basically uh, said that they were given a directive from uh, on high to uh, backdate uh, late arrival ballot. And just one more thing uh, that's indicating the ability or the desire of the Democrats to steal the election. Voters compare Democrat coup to elections in socialist Venezuela. <laughs> yeah. Trump supporters flock to Arizona state capitol to protect the vote. Chant four more years and we love Trump. <laughs> and that's the thing that, you know, more than anything else, the uh, support that President Trump has, has received continually throughout the, you know, the last four years, but especially this year during the, uh, um, what do you want to call it, the, uh, the campaign time. Uh, you can't tell me that someone who can't get 12 people to show up at a rally is going to beat someone who has 50 and 60,000 people at rallies. You know, it appears that Trump's lowest attended rally had more people in it that one time than all of Biden's rallies. just absolutely beyond comprehension to think that there's any way this was anything but a landslide for Trump. And it would have been just that had it not been for the massive voter fraud that we're starting to see unraveled. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. We'll just have to see how the uh, lawsuits go. And, um, you know, we're going to hopefully people won't take this sitting down because uh, if Biden Harris get in there, you got a, you know, a felon to start with, uh, Joe Biden, who's a, a crime fan. You know, he write him, put him right up there with Al Capone and right below him is someone who is not even qualified to be on the ticket. She's not a natural-born citizen and, for that reason, should not even be there. And had it not been for the fact that the, Dem the Republicans screwed the pooch four years ago and allowed uh, Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio to run, who also, uh, they basically lost their ability to say anything about Kamala Harris. But, uh, and that's why I honestly believe nobody from the Republican side has said anything about it. Because it's, it's blatant, it's cut and dried. Both of her parents, you know, her, her mother was Indian and her father was uh, uh, Jamaican. Neither, they were both uh, exchange students, basically. They came to this country to, to go to school, had a baby, and then, you know, she spent the, you know, the majority of her life in Canada. But the fact that she was born on U.S. soil does not make her a natural-born citizen. You have to be born of U.S. parents, which hers were not. So she's not qualified to be president, and you can bet that if Biden uh, is inaugurated, you know, shortly thereafter, he's going to step down and Harris is going to step in, and we're going to have another situation just like we have with Obama, where there is no uh, qualifications to be there in the first place. So, you know, we'll see what happens, but um, it's not pretty. And whoever, you know, as they say, whoever ends up in the White House from this is going to have a rough way to go. You know, even with Trump, you know, even though the vast majority of the people love him, uh, there's going to be more and more issues to deal with now. Uh, and, you know, the, the sad thing is, is, you know, what really makes me mad is Fox News. Um, they played a major role in this process by calling on Arizona early, uh, long before they should have. And... Um, you know, it was planned that way because Fox is one of the groups that can do that. And since they're supposedly conservative, it would be the 
proper or the best ones to do it to make it look halfway uh, uh, believable to the vast majority of Republicans. Uh, unplugged in the chat room saying, coup d'etat, organized crime in your face. Talk about a loss of credibility. No kidding. It should reverberate through the entire country for years and years and years. And hopefully, like I said, hopefully people will not take this sitting down. If if this is stolen, you know, I'm I'm hopeful that uh, Americans will stand up and march on Washington and demand a new election and serious uh, serious uh, scrutiny on the ballots. Because every single state where the problems are, basically, they're all Democrat-run states. You got you know the. Uh, uh, Poll watchers who are supposed to be right there, being able to see the ballots and see what's going on, and they're routinely being uh, pushed aside, shoved, you know, made to stand feet away so they can't see anything. And um, why would that need to be done if it wasn't for the fact that they were cheating? And that's exactly what's going on here: massive cheating. Um, looking at some of the other things in the news here, scientists: hand washing gets rid of more germs than using hand sanitizers. No kidding. And it works better. Breast cancer recurs after treatment because hormone therapy only puts some cells to sleep. Get some nutrition, people. You want to avoid cancer altogether? (laughs) Man, investigating the mutagenic and anti-allergic properties of coptis rhizomes. Japanese gold thread. (laughs) Interesting. Fox News jumps the gun and falsely proclaims Biden a winner in Arizona as Trump makes significant ground in the late push. Yeah. And again, Trump voters and votes and throwing them away um, and bringing in more fake ballots and changing the, the stamps on them. Uh, the situation in Pennsylvania, <clears throat> you know, the their Supreme Court arbitrarily, and again, this is democratically elected, you know, Democrats uh, on the Supreme Court bench who basically are activist judges and just decided to change the law, which they have no constitutional authority to do. The state law says that the um, ballots have to be in by the by 8 p.m. on the election election day, November 3rd. And the Supreme Court just arbitrarily changed and said, no, they can come in until three days later or whatever, or Friday, whenever that is. And the 6th, yeah, I guess it is three days later. And uh, that's one of the things that Trump is... Um, filing suits about. They don't have any authority to make that change in the law. And the bottom no matter how you cast your vote, if your ballot's not there on election day, by the time the polls close, it should not be counted. You know, if you're that concerned about being a part of the election, then you should do it the proper way. And if you're not, then you shouldn't have any right to cry when you don't get your vote counted. It's just insane what's going on. British cops planning to break up Christmas dinners if Brits violate Wu flu restrictions. <laughs> Top experts in coup operations began training leftists in revolutionary tactics well ahead of the elections. Imagine that. And we've been seeing it. Man, I'll tell you what, it's getting absolutely nuts. So I'm curious if anybody wants to call in and uh, voice their opinion on what uh, what they see going on. 
833-TFR-LIVE, 833-837-5483 is the number to call, 837-5483. Trump wins election. Democrats now working overtime to steal it by fabricating hundreds of thousands of votes in Michigan and Wisconsin. Let's go ahead and look at that one just for the fun of it. And this is by Mike Adams, Natural News. Trump won the election last night, and this is uh, you know, obviously a day and a half old, taking Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, North Carolina, and anchor states like Florida and Texas. As TGP reports, um, I'm not sure what TGP is, but anyway, uh, in Pennsylvania, Trump was ahead by nearly 700,000 votes. In Michigan, Trump was ahead by over 300,000 votes. In Wisconsin, Trump was ahead by 120,000 votes. But in the middle of the night, Democrats went, Democrats went to work stealing the election by fabricating fake voting numbers in Michigan and Wisconsin. To carry out the fraud, the Dems shut down the vote reporting until 3.30 a.m. and then magically up 200,000 votes without a single vote for Trump. This is the rigging underway. And there's actually a... Um, uh, chart in here that shows it's out it's from Wisconsin uh, presidential votes by each for each party so far by with 89% of Wisconsin's expected vote counted as of 623 a.m. November 4th and it shows that uh, there was a massive increase uh, Brown and Kenosha counties are still counting Democratic votes Republican votes uh, uh, it's rather interesting it shows the numbers um, Donald Trump had 2,200,902 before they shut down, and Biden had uh, 1,992,356. So Trump was up 51.64%, and Biden had 46.7%. When they came back up after the fraud, uh, Trump had the same number exactly. And they had dropped to 50.02, and Biden had 2,130,695. So he'd increased massively, and Trump hadn't changed a bit. So they they dumped in a bunch, and they're still pushing to try and keep it, you know, keep things going. As the Epic Times reports, last night I was leading... often solidly in many key states. In almost all instances, Democrat run and controlled. Trump wrote around 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Then, one by one, they started to magically disappear as surprise ballots dumped, uh, as surprise ballot dumps were counted. Very strange. And the pollsters got it completely and historically wrong. Unrest plots. Let's see. Biden gets an infusion of 138,339 votes, but nobody else gets one. And that was the other thing. They listed the other people, Joe Jorgensen, Howie Hawkins, Dan Blankenship, I guess were also on the presidential ballot. And none of them got a single vote either during that time. Just Joe Biden. Tell me that is not fraud. Tell me there's not something going on here. And I'm hoping that these guys have all, you know, I'm sure they've got these numbers. Uh, Big League Politics also reports on the apparent fraud that took place in the middle of the night while America slept. Tens of thousands of absentee ballots arrived in large U.S. Postal Service boxes at the TCF Center in Detroit, Michigan on Wednesday morning at 3.30 a.m. The TCF Center, formerly Cobo Hall, oh yes, it's in Detroit, 
uh, is where it started for Wayne County, which is the home of Detroit. Former Michigan State Senator Patrick Kolbeck wrote that the total number of ballots dumped on the counting board were 38,000. According to the Michigan election law, all of these mail-in and absentee ballots had to be submitted before 8 p.m. on Tuesday night in order to be lawfully accepted and counted for the election. This means the city of Detroit potentially sat on these ballots for hours. And they're not countable. They should be discarded. Uh, Democrats run Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania, and last night they shut down their vote counting so they could all engage in vote rigging. And in the middle of the night, hundreds of thousands of votes appeared, appeared for Biden, putting Biden in the lead and crushing Trump's legitimate voting victory. This is outright theft. Last night, Trump warned that uh, this is exactly what would happen to the American public. Uh, we were getting ready to win this election. Frankly, we won this election. This is a major fraud on the, on the election, so we will be going to the U.S. Supreme Court. We want uh, want all the voting to stop. Uh, we don't want them to find any votes at 4 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, they found them at 3.30, <laughs> so I guess that's okay. <laughs> we will win this, and as far as I'm concerned, we already won. As Gateway Pundit reports, Democrats, big tech, and the media, and some state election leaders are working together to steal this election from Donald Trump. The president is winning. All night last night, the media got together and failed to call big states that showed Trump winning. The president led in Florida and uh, Texas for hours, but the media would not call these states for Trump. This way, the media could keep the narrative alive that Joe Biden was leading in the race. Meanwhile, to declare victory at 5 p.m. today by uh, after rigging uh, by Michigan and Wisconsin, plus four years of censorship rigging uh, by, by big tech and outrageous news bias by rigged mainstream media. And that's the thing. You're going to see the, the lamestream media and everybody uh, pronouncing that Biden is the winner. Do not believe it. Yeah, that's that's one of the key things we have to make keep in mind. And this has been planned all along that they would not let any good information about Trump come out, and that they would uh, falsely proclaim that Biden had won. Don't believe it. Don't buy it. It's not true. And uh, you know, we'll sit and wait for the courts to do their job. But if they don't do their job, I think the American public need to step in and uh, do theirs. You know. And if you have any questions about what I'm referring to. I suggest that you check out or do a little uh, interval of Athens, Tennessee. As a matter of fact, let's just go ahead and do that. Uh, It should be enough to bring it up. Here we go. There's actually a video or a movie about it. Um, Can't play the whole thing, but basically... I'll just bring up the Wikipedia story. That should be interesting. (laughs) Battle of Athens, sometimes called the McMinn County War, was a rebellion led by citizens in Athens and uh, Etowah County, uh, Etowah, Tennessee, uh, United States, against local government again uh, in August of 1946. The citizens, including some World War II veterans, accused local officials of predatory policing, police brutality, police corruption, or political corruption, and voter intimidation. Background in 1936, the E.H. Uh, Crump political machine, kind of thing, based in Memphis, which controlled much of Tennessee, 
extended into McMinn County and the introduction of Paul Cantrell as a Democratic candidate for sheriff. Cantrell, who came from a wealthy and influential family in nearby uh, Etowah, tied his campaign closely to the popularity of the Roosevelt administration. Cantrell rode FDR's coattails to victory over his Republican opponent in what came to be known as the Vote Grab of 1936, which delivered McMinn County to Tennessee's Crump Machine. Paul Cantrell was re-elected sheriff in 1936 and 1940 elections and was elected to the state Senate in 1942 and 1944, while his former deputy, Pat Mansfield, a transplanted Georgian, was elected sheriff those years. A state law enacted in 1941 reduced local political opposition to Crump's officials uh, by reducing the number of voting precincts from 23 to 12 and the peace from 14 to 7, including four Cantrell men. The sheriff and his deputies were paid under, the fee, under a fee system whereby they received money for every person they booked, incarcerated, and released. Because of, the fee, of this fee system, there was extensive fee grabbing from tourisms and travelers. Imagine that. Yeah, everybody that came through town was going to get locked up so they could make money off them. Buses passing through the county were often pulled over, and the passengers were randomly ticketed for drunkenness, regardless of their intoxication or lack thereof. Between 1936 and 1946, these fees amounted to almost $300,000, and that was a lot of money back then. Citizens of McMinn County had long been concerned over political corruption and possible election fraud, though some of the uh, complaints, especially at first, many had No hate, no hype, no fear. Real people, real radio. Money, the green, green stuff. Pharmaceutical drug guys just can't get enough. They don't care if you live or you die. Long as they get their piece of pie. They convinced you it's the right drug for you, but they, but what your liver goes through, and just because some MD said jump, your body became a toxic dump. That's right, and welcome back to the second segment of today's edition of Your DIY Health here on the Truth Frequency Radio Network. Before the break, we were talking about the Battle of Athens, Tennessee, Happened in August 1946, and I'm going to pick right up where we left off. Citizens of McMinn County had long been concerned about political corruption and possible election fraud, uh, though some of the complaints, especially at first, were may have been partisan carping. The U.S. Department of Justice had investigated allegations of election fraud in 1940, 42, 44, but had not taken action. Imagine that. <laughs> kind of like today. Voter fraud and voter control, uh, vote control perpetuated the uh, McMinn County's political problems. Manipulation of a poll tax, primary methods, but it was common for dead voters' uh, votes to be counted in McMinn County elections. <laughs> Some things just don't change, do they? 
The political problems were further entrenched by economic corruption and political figures enabled uh, by the gambling and bootlegging they permitted. Uh, most of McMinn County's young men were off fighting World War II, allowing appointment of uh, some ex-convicts as deputies. These deputies furthered the political machine's goals and exerted control over the citizens of the county. While the machine controlled law enforcement, its control also extended to the newspaper and schools. When asked if the local newspaper, the Daily Post-Athenian, uh, supported the GIs, veteran uh, Bill White replied, no, they didn't help us none. <laughs> White, re White elaborated, Mansfield had, com uh, had complete control of everything. Schools hired as a school teacher without their okay or any other job. During the war, two servicemen on leave were shot and killed by Cantrell supporters. The servicemen on, of McMinn County uh, heard of what was going on and were anxious to return home and do something about it. According to a contemporaneous article by Theodore H. White in Harper's Magazine, one veteran, Ralph Duggan, uh, who had served in, in the Pacific in the Navy and became a leading lawyer post-war, uh, thought a lot more about McMinn County uh, than he had than he did about the Japs. See, I got to move things around here a little bit so I can see this better. If democracy, if democracy was good enough to put on the Germans and the Japs, it was good enough for McMinn County too. <laughs> Uh, the scene was ripe for confrontation when McMick County GIs were demobilized and the deputies treated uh, and re the returning GIs uh, or targeted the returning GIs. One reported a lot of boys were getting discharged, were getting uh, mustered out pay as well. While deputies running uh, around four or five at a time, uh, grappling up every GI they could find and getting, uh, getting that money and trying to get that money out of them. They were fee grabbers. <laughs> they wasn't on a salary back then. In August 1946 election, Paul Cantel Cantrell ran for sheriff, while Pat Mansfield ran for state Senate seat. Stephen Byron, a uh, local his uh, historian, speculates that the reason for the switch was an attempt to spread the graft. Bill White, meanwhile, claims the Reason for the swap was because they thought Cantrell stood a better chance of running against the GIs. The GIs were more hostile deputies rather than against Cantrell, whose period as sheriff had been relatively benign. McMinn County had around 3,000 returning military veterans, uh, constituting almost 10% of the county's population. Some of the returning veterans resolved to challenge Cantrell's political control by fielding their own nonpartisan candidates and working for a fraud-free election. A meeting was called on May 46. Veteran ID was uh, required for admission. A nonpartisan slate of candidates was selected. Uh, veteran Bill White described the veteran's motivation. There were several beer joints and honky-tonks around Athens. We were, uh, the, we were pretty wild. We st started having trouble with the uh, law enforcement at that time because they started making a habit of picking up GIs and fining them heavily for most anything. They were kind of making a racket out of it. After long, hard years of service, most of us were hard. We were used to drinking our liquor and our beer without being molested. <laughs> when things, uh, when these things happened, the GIs got madder. <laughs> uh, the more GIs they arrested, the more they beat up, the madder we got. So anyway, basically, uh, let's see if we can 
such a long deal here. What it all boiled down to was they ran their their uh, group. And of course, when it came time to uh, close, here we go. As the polls closed, the counting began minus the three boxes taken to the jail. Okay, so they had taken a bunch of ballot boxes to the jail under lock and key, which was, you know, illegal. Uh, let's see here. 12th Precinct polling place. Let's look at that. At 12th Precinct, GI poll watchers were uh, Bob Harrell and Leslie Dooley, a one, uh, one-armed veteran of the North African theater. The polling place was commanded by Mansfield uh, man. Wilburn tried to let a young woman who Harrell believed was underage vote. She had no poll tax receipt and was not uh, listed in the voter registration. Harold grabbed Wilburn's wrist, and uh, when he tried to deposit the ballot in the box, Wilburn struck Harold on the head with a blackjack and kicked him in the face. Wilburn uh, closed the precinct and took the GIs and ballot box across the street uh, to the jail. Harold was brutally beaten and taken to the hospital. In response to uh, cussing and taunts from the deputies and the actions that so far that day, Bill White, leader of the Fighting Bunch, uh, told his lieutenant, Edsel Underwood, to take five or six men and break into the National Guard, Ar- Guard Armory to steal weapons. The GIs took the front door keys and the, and from the caretaker and entered the building. They then armed themselves with 630-06 Enfield rifles. to Thompson submission loans, uh, Lone Selber says uh, White went for the guns himself. Bill White then distributed the rifles and a bandolier of ammo to each of 60 GIs. So anyway, basically, <clears throat> what it boils down to, and you can look this up on WikiLeaks or, or uh, Wikipedia yourself or anywhere else or, or watch the videos, but basically they surrounded the jail and made, you know, forced them to come out with the ballot box and uh, so that it could be counted prop- properly and publicly like it was supposed to be. And of course, uh, guess who won? And uh, what it boiled down to, was a group of Americans who saw ballot fraud taking place and were not about to allow it to happen. And maybe that's the kind of thing that's going to need to happen again here. Uh, Not saying it is or isn't. I'm not recommending any kind of armed action. I'm just saying that people need to stay when they see crimes being committed by political activists on the other side of things. And that's what's going on here. At least, you know, 1946, they didn't have fluoridated water. So people, men were men, <laughs> women were women, and they could tell the difference. You know, in this day and age, not so much. And uh, I encourage people to uh, look into that as well as some of the other things that have happened in this country over the years. But the Battle of Athens was a uh, turning point that, you know, got rid of some nasty uh, criminals in government. So anyway, um, again, phone lines are open, 833-TFR-LIVE, 833-837-5483. And um, we'll just keep looking at some of the things in the news. You know, I granted this is a health show, but by golly, sometimes some other things need to take uh, precedence. Let's have a look at this. USPS Insider, my statement to other postal workers is if they see anything shady to report it. They can't have any integrity in this country. Uh, they can't have any integrity in this country if they just let things slide. 
United States Postal Service insider, uh, insider late ballots resorted to uh, special uh, late ballots sorted into a special bin, then collected in express mail bags to be hand stamped with bogus November 3rd postmark. And James O'Keefe of Project Veritas uh, says this, like other insiders, this man is witnessing a wrong so heinous, so toxic to our voter-based democracy, he found himself with the choiceless choice. Traverse City, Michigan, November 4th, 2020, U.S. Postal Service insider told Project Veritas founder and CEO James O'Keefe his supervisor instructed mail carriers at his work site uh, that all new ballot envelopes should be segregated into bins so that postal clerks could fraudulently hand postmark them as received November 3rd. The insider said that uh, said he was shocked when Barlow Branch uh, Morning Supervisor Jonathan Clark told a group of mail carriers how late ballots would be handled. Michigan law states that ballots must be received by 8 p.m. on Election Day, November 3rd, to be counted. This deadline was confirmed by the Michigan Court of Appeals. Our Project Veritas insider is taking an enormous risk to get out the truth, said O'Keefe, who interviewed the insider on a video teleconference call. Now, keep in mind, uh, I saw a while back a a report that the uh, Postal Workers Union was endorsing, guess who, Joe Biden. So this is not surprising at all. Support our work to expose voter fraud, mainly because there is no chain of custody between voter and actual ballot box, O'Keefe said. Exactly, which is another reason why they shouldn't be able to do it. The insider said there was a process set up for, for post office workers involved in bogus postmark scheme. We were told to collect any ballots that, were fi- uh, that we find in mailboxes, collection boxes, etc., for outgoing mail. At the end of the day, we were supposed to separate them from the standard letter mail so they can be hand-stamped with yesterday's date and put them through the express mail system to get wherever they need to go, the insider reported. For clarification, today is the 4th of November, he said. James O'Keefe hand-stamped them with November 3rd's date, insider. Yes, that seems wrong, (laughs) O'Keefe. Insider, yeah, that's why I'm coming forward with this information. That is a very shady, in addition to be counting ballots uh, that are postmarked after the 3rd of November here in the state of Michigan. Michigan and its 16 electoral college votes are at the center of a tightly contested 2020 presidential election between Donald J. Trump, Vice President Joseph R. Biden. And uh, here's a tweet from Trump in here. Wow, it looks like Michigan has found the ballots uh, necessary to keep wonderful young man John James out of the U.S. Senate. What a terrible thing is happening. Exactly. John James uh, is a great guy, military veteran, uh, Apache uh, helicopter pilot, I believe, um, is, uh, was, was in the lead and then overnight lost the lead to the scumbag Democrat. The insider and some of his colleagues at the uh, post office were also upset by this order to fraudulently postmark ineligible ballots. But no one wanted to outwardly show their anger were taken from the sorting bins and put into express mail bags so they could be taken to the plant, a postal distribution facility nearby on Garfield Road, he said. My statement to those postal workers is that if they see anything shady is to report it. They can't have any integrity in this country if they just let things slide, he said. 
O'Keefe said, like other insiders, this man is witnessing a wrong so heinous, so toxic, so uh, to our voter base of democracy, he found himself with the choiceless choice. O'Keefe reached out to Clark uh, by phone, uh, but the supervisor would not respond to questions about the postmark scheme. <laughs> Imagine that. So, just one more thing. I mean, the as time goes on, we're going to see more and more fraud. And we got a caller coming in here. Uh, looks like Unplug's on the line. Hey, brother, how's it going today? Sarge, how are you? How are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, you know, all things considered, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's going to get worse before it gets better kind of thing. So what do you think of all this stuff? Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to gather my thoughts and trying to put it all together. You know, the thing, it, it, it seems like a, I don't know about you, but it, it feels like a giant, uh, psyop or a giant James Bond kind of a, you know, mystery, you know what I mean? Some sort of a, a giant puzzle that, you know, has been, uh, left for all of us to try to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 it's absolutely, I mean, you know, I, I'm trying to put not only the, 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 the fraud that's going on with Trump, but, but I'm trying to put that together with, with all this, you know, this global economic reset too. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I guess one of the questions that comes up is, is was Trump messing up the works? You know, when it comes to, you know, the actual, you know, to getting this done, you know, kind of a thing. Right. That's just that's just Uh, I know he was messing up the works with China. Right. Mm -hmm. But 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 when it comes to the reset. Right. How you know, has he been a real thorn in the side or is he going along with it or what? You know, Uh, I can tell you right now he's not going along with the 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 reset that the new world order is trying to do. There's actually two resets out there. There's a global currency reset, which he is behind, and that's where um, every single country is going to go from fiat currency to asset-backed currency. Uh, The United States has asset-backed international debt settlement is concerned. It has not been introduced in the United States yet, but it will be soon. Um, And that's the thing. They're they're going away from the, the fiat currency and going to asset-backed currency because the system is going to implode otherwise. The difference is there's another one out there that's being pushed by the Bidens, uh, Wall Street, and uh, groups like that, which they're just calling it the reset, which is the same basic idea except for the fact there's going to stick. they want to stick with fiat currency because they like being able to print as much money anytime they want, and that cannot continue. But that's the that's the battle going on right now between the global currency reset people who want asset backed currency and real money and the reset people who just want to basically get rid of all the, you know, basically erase a bunch of debt currency so they can continue to print money willy nilly anytime they want. And that's what what Biden and Harris are behind. And as well as the Wall Street crowd, that's why. Biden and Harris got so much money from Wall Street and they were able to raise so much money. Uh, so that's one of the big battles that's going on. And uh, my sources tell me that the global current 
currency reset is about to take place wherein we will have officially asset-backed currency uh, where your money will actually be worth something again. And um, right now, they are using asset-backed currency to settle debts because the part of the Basel III um, requirements that have been out for about a year and a half now, I think, uh, they basically made it illegal to settle debts with anything other than asset-backed currencies. So we have asset-backed currency now for international stuff, and eventually, uh, once the global currency reset takes place, then we'll have it here in the U.S. for domestic purposes as well. And But that's the thing. The other side of the issue, the dark side, wants to maintain fiat currency and basically just erase a bunch of debt. <clears throat> working at, uh, that's a big problem. Yeah, I read something back in uh, 2013 uh, on a website called philosophyofmetrics.com and uh, written by a Canadian, uh, J.C. Collins, um, who uh, has a lot of credibility. He, um, I believe he was in the mining industry, but I think he was an, an executive. But, but anyway, um, he was talking about, uh, he had actually written a 10-part essay called uh, SDRs, or Special Drawing Rights, and the New World Order, right? And this was back in 2013. Now, you know, it for, you know, over a decade. But, you know, when I read that, it really opened my mind up as to what they were, you know, eventually getting at, you know, which is, you know, it's kind of what you said, asset-backed currencies, but... It's also kind of like a, a bonded debt that they're talking about, that, that they're supposedly going to be, you know, all these countries are going to somehow have uh, uh, accounts at the IMF or, or they will all be members of the IMF. There will no longer be a, 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 a global reserve like the, like the dollar. It'll be a, like a basket of currencies, yeah. but it'll be backed by bonded debt and gold, possibly gold, but, but they haven't really, you know, said that either. But then, you know, and I, I was reading that and I was like, okay, that's all great and everything. It actually sounded like it made kind of, kind of made sense, but um, now they're throwing in this digital currency stuff into it, which totally throws, you know, it totally changes the game. Yeah, and there's, you know, SDRs have been around, or the idea of them have been around for a while, and it's basically instead of having a global currency, uh, global reserve currency like the U.S. dollar, they will have the SDR as the global reserve currency, which will be a basket. It was, you know, usually it's like five different things, the U.S. dollar, the Japanese uh, yen, uh, the Chinese yuan, um, the Great British pound, and there was one other I can't remember off the top of my head. But those basically would be all a, a basket in that. So it would, and it would be by that time, those currencies would all be asset backed. So that's what they would be using. So uh, more, so it'd be a little more stable, uh, less likely to fluctuate a lot, and that kind of thing. Um, that's part of one of the things that will roll out with the global currency reset. And I can't remember what the other point you were talking about was. <laughs> Oh, um, uh, the, uh, the digital, the digital stuff, oh, yeah, digital. you know, they're, 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 now they're talking, yeah, they're, now they're talking digital currencies as, uh, uh you know, uh, throwing that into the mix. And I'm kind of going, huh, 
So, you know, I I don't know, you know, how that's all going to play out, but it seems to me then that if that's the case, then eventually, I mean, it looks like they're really leaning toward these digital currencies. They're, they're, you know, the private sector and the, and a lot of the banking industry is trying to do that. And of course the democratic parties ahead, you know, definitely behind it because they want to be able to control every single financial transaction. They want to track it and control it. Um, they'd have, you know, at this point, they're saying that that's not going to happen anytime soon, but there's a lot of pressure trying to make it happen. Um, and they're, that's one of the things they're using the COVID crap for. You know, you go to places and they talk about the national coin shortage, right. all this garbage. And it is real. Uh, according to my guy who's an attorney high level in the government, um, they actually are taking in change and keeping it until they can clean it and send it back out, supposedly. Um, but the bottom line is, uh, they it, they have to requ- it requires a major change in, in law because we have the um, uh, uh, legal tender law, which as long as that's in place, they cannot have electronic currency here in the U.S. as a sole thing. They can try and roll it out as something in addition to uh, the U.S. dollar, but they can't uh, put it there in uh, in place of. So, and that's the thing. A lot we're saying, you know, like you know, we don't take cash. Uh, and basically that's illegal. And if you go to some place that says they don't take cash, you can legally and lawfully, and there is a difference, you know, you can offer them the cash and when they, they decline it, you just take your goods and walk to the store because according to the uniform commercial code, once you have tendered payment, if it's been refused, the debt is settled and the, the products are yours. And, um, you know, so that's yeah. that kind of thing. Oh. You know, a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah. Um, you to pay with plastic but but yeah so um the way the way i understand it too and, and i don't know if you your sources uh have you ever ever told you this but the way that i understand it too is that um the uh congress has had a bill since 2010 just sitting there you know waiting to be signed i can't remember the number of the bill but, but they were saying how you know and they had an opportunity to kind of merge us in to this, you know, to do away with the uh, with the uh, dollars, the Federal Reserve, and merge us into this uh, to this uh, to the IMF uh, scheme, and they held off on it. Um, they had every opportunity to do it, but they didn't do it. Yeah, and, and I'm just wondering now if you know, ten years later, if they're finally you know getting around to saying, hey, look, you know, we have no choice; we're going to have to do something like that. Well, again, that's one of the reasons they're trying to steal the election because they know Trump won't do it. <laughs> you know, Biden would. Um, yeah, it, it, yeah. There's so much at play here that it, it's hard to wrap your head around it. You know, yeah. because it's, Trump you know, it, I mean, your- you get little pieces of information and and you try to be in, you know, as informed as possible, and then you try to put them all together, and it's like, yeah, I kind of get it, but at the same time, it's like, you know, there's obviously there's there's that that we're not aware of or something. Yeah. You know, Trump is a major fly in the ointment. He's an outsider that just totally messed up their crap game. And that's the thing. If you look at any of the uh, uh, underworld stuff, when you got a crap game going, uh, they'll, they'll battle amongst themselves in the game. But if someone comes in and actually threatens the game, they will, the bad, you know, the two sides will bond together and fight to protect their deal. And that's what's going on here in government. 
because even the Republicans, that's why you had so many never, never Trumper Republicans, because they were part of the crooked system, too. And he was a threat to all of it. And when he train, drains the swamp, sure, there are going to be Republicans going around the drain right alongside, you know, Clinton and company. Um, it's going to be a uh, nonpartisan uh, drain. You know, you're going Truth Frequency Radio is your number You are now tuned into the Truth Frequency. We are TFR. Welcome back to our number two of today's edition of Your DIY Health here on the Truth Frequency Radio Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. And before the break, we were on the line with Unplugged. And we're going back there. We were talking about uh, the election and all the different things that are um, basically uh, at risk or at play here. And there's a lot of stuff under the scene or behind the scenes that people aren't thinking about, but uh, not just a domestic, but a worldwide uh, situation. So, uh, welcome back. <laughs> but, um, yeah, this, uh, to me, I, I think that the, the bigger picture, um, seems to me anyway, the best way to kind of keep from, um, from slipping into the, the cesspool or the swamp or whatever you want to call it. Uh, because, you know, it's like, uh, during the break, you know, they were saying how they're rioting anti-Trumpers and stuff in Philadelphia. And I'm going, you know, I mean, but do they, do they even know why they're doing it? You know, I no, mean, or, you know, you know what I mean? It's, it's like it's, it's, it's just unabridged, you know, just violence. I mean, nobody even knows why they're just, oh, we just don't like Trump. Well, why? <laughs> you know, they, do you have a reason. Reason they're you know? because they're being paid to do it. They're all on a paycheck. And ah. if it wasn't for the paycheck, they wouldn't be there. Ninety nine percent of the time, you know, you know, Soros and all the people around him are funding all this stuff. And uh, they're be basically they're paid to go out there, and they don't care about mercenaries, and they're just out there, you know, tearing things up because that's what they're told to do. If they get arrested, they get a bonus. Um, you know, the whole thing is it's all there just to you wow. know, it's going to keep uh, keep spreading the crap. And uh, I'm looking at a, a tweet here. Um, my wife just sent this video of Detroit election workers cheering every time a. Uh, I don't know if the okay, and a GOP attorney is removed from the uh, TCF center, which is where they're counting the absentee ballots. 
uh, she says they do this every time they eject a GOP poll watcher and that Dem watchers outnumber GOP three to one. And uh, you can see this thing and the, the poll watchers are, you know, stuck behind this barrier and they're, you know, there's no way they can see anything. that's <clears throat> They're not being allowed to do their jobs at all. It's crazy. You know, this whole thing is nothing but fraud, you know, from the outset. Former uh, Nevada um, uh, Attorney General says there's no doubt that uh, uh, Trump would have easily won Nevada if it hadn't been for mail-in voting, which is where all the fraud is taking place at this point. And another one, there's, there's uh, let's see, where is this? West Village, must be New York. Um, typical thing, you know, these uh, protesters, you know, getting up in the face of cops, and this one woman just, you know, screaming in this guy's face, telling him to F off, and she's spitting at him, and the next thing you know, he puts the habeas gravius on her. <laughs> she gets sucked into the giant black. <laughs> which is good. And James Woods pushed this out. So, so what? Mouth might have been. Could this be considered assault with a deadly weapon? <laughs> I love James Woods. <laughs> yeah, great. right. Now, when you when you trace it all back to COVID, you know it. Yeah. it you can really. I mean, it should be pretty obvious to you, just about everybody. You know what this whole thing was about. You know, and and to me, it was obvious from the from the beginning because, you know, if if you're somewhat if you pay attention and you have, you know, some sources and, you know, you can kind of somewhat put it together. I was able to do that prior to this happening and, and things started to click even more, you know, because you can kind of see, it's almost like, you know, it's, it's kind of like uh, what Alex Jones talks about when he says, yeah, I've, I've got their white papers, you know, well, you know, you don't have to have white papers either, you know, as long, as long as you, you know, pay attention and you do a little research on your own, you can kind of st- sort of put it together but it becomes tricky because it's like, well, you know, you got to make sure that the information you have is correct because, you know, what what's happening may not be uh, what you think it is. You know what I mean? Every slope. It's like you're going down the rabbit hole, but you don't know which direction to go. <laughs> it's it's going to get really kind, ugly. Kind of a thing. Yep. Um, oh yeah, and 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 the question then becomes, so as this starts to surface, right. As, as you know, we, we, we know that, you know, our, our, we know the corruption surfacing, we know the organized crime is surfacing. Okay. And it's right in our face. And that's to me, that, that just is, is super scary because it, it's like, well, we're not going to hide it anymore. You know, we're just going to bring it right out, you know, and, and, and the people are just kind of going, ah, you know, whatever. And, and, but, but I mean, in the end though, you know, it's almost like Trump is saying, okay, I'm standing up for the U S I'm standing up for you. I'm fighting for you. Right. I'm here to, to protect us, uh, sovereignty or whatever you want to call it. But all these other people are going, nah, nah, we, you know, no, we want to merge ourselves into this global, this global pool. Yep. Oh man. I'm just looking at some of the it feet. seems like that's the battle, and everybody's calling it good versus evil, or whatever you want to call it. But it seems to me it's 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 U.S. sovereignty or U.S. integrity, uh, maintaining the uh, the the structure of the country versus, you know, uh, completely uh, completely uh, changing it. Yeah, and I think uh, I'm hoping that when we emerge on the other side of all this crap, 
that there will be some major changes made. And, you know, the, the thing that gets me is Biden and Harris should not have been, been able to run in this country. Anybody who espouses a belief a, uh, during their campaign that they're going to do anything that would violate the Constitution should immediately be, dis- be disbarred from being able to run. You know, when Kamala Harris says, I'm going to give Congress 100 days, and if they don't get their act together, I'm going to take executive action to uh, limit the Second Amendment. Okay, right at that point, she's doing something that's unconstitutional. It would be a violation of her oath of office. Therefore, you know, and that's assuming she was a a law-abiding or a a natural-born citizen and qualified to be there in the first place. But um, they should automatically say, yep, you're out. You can't run. You know, if you're, you're... She's Canadian, right? Overthrow the Constitution. And uh, Ilhan should be gone. You know, anybody who says, well, I'm not taking my oath of office on the Bible, I'm using the Koran. You're out. (laughs) You're out. That's it. Oh, absolutely. You know, stuff we need to really tighten things up. Uh, In the founding days, there was, um, I can't remember who it was. It was in, I think it was in North Carolina or it might have been in Virginia, but there was one of the, you know, statesmen back then said if we don't, um, and this was one of the things that was argued. If you notice in the Constitution now, it says there's no, uh, no religious test will ever be required. Now, up until the Constitution, virtually every um, colony had religious tests. They had to swear a, um, basically a belief in uh, the Trinity of the Bible and uh, Christian faith and that kind of thing, and um, removed from the Constitution, which tells me right now, right there, that this is not a divinely inspired document. And one of the founders said, if we don't put this back in, we will eventually end up to the point where we have heathens and Muslims. They specifically said that, running this country. And that's the thing. They they act like we're we're, we're darn close to it. Yeah. Um, And that's the thing. You know, we we have to have some standards and. This, this nation, like it or not, was founded as a Christian nation. You know, go back and read the, um, the Mayflower Compact. You know, right at the very, very beginning, for the, for the furtherance of the Christian faith. You know, this is why we're here. Um, and uh, it's, you know, if people can't live with that, then they need to find a place to live that doesn't require it. But by golly, this, this nation was founded and it was blessed by God because of it. That's why we're the greatest nation in the history of the world. And... Uh, you know, it's a sad situation that we're sitting here now, you know, allowing someone who's a so-called, you know, practicing Catholic, which you know, we'll get into that particular thing there, but to, you know, claim to be a person of faith and at this too, but to, uh, you know, be willing to allow the uh, killing of a baby right up to and including birth uh, and probably they would go along with it after birth. You know, that kind of stuff is just unbelievable. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, Sarge, I'm originally from Michigan, you know, and I left there in 1984, and, and I remember it very well. I mean, you know, I was raised in a UAW family. You know, my dad was a pipe fitter at Ford Motor, you know, for 35 years. And, and you know, I mean, I, I, I understood that whole thing. And then, you know, you could see very clearly it started way back, you know, like in the late 70s. When all of a sudden it was like, okay, well, we're going to start, you know, closing things down, shipping jobs to Mexico and on and on and on. 
And it wasn't just the UAW, it was the Rust Belt, you know, the steel industry, you name it. You know, the whole thing got gutted. Right. And then, and then, you know, there, you can see the corruption, like in Detroit, you know, you had Coleman Young, and you remember it, I'm sure. But, you know, it, it was just, you know, it, it, it's still going on today. And now it's, it's, it's like rampant. It's everywhere. All these Democratic cities are, are, are kind of going the way of Detroit. Yeah. It, it's really amazing to me. You know, when you look at, um, you know, I, I get a kick out of watching, looking at the pictures that show up on Facebook, different places from time to time. And they look at um, uh, Nagasaki or Hiroshima in 1945, and they look at um, Detroit in 1945. You know, Nagasaki and Hiroshima, Hiroshima were just, I mean, they were devastated by the atomic bombs. And, you know, Detroit was a booming, beautiful city. And you fast forward to, you know. Oh, it was. And Nagasaki and, and Hiroshima, even though they've probably glowing in the dark, <laughs> they are beautiful cities now. And look at Detroit. And it's, you know, one's living from a government and one's living under Democrats. And look what they've done to that place. And you can take that virtually any place oh, yeah. go where Democratic leadership has been entrenched for years and years and years. And it looks like third world war zones. Look at San Francisco. My gosh, L.A., certain areas except for where the rich folk live. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, it's amazing. You know, crap on the streets, literally, you know, and, you know, needles. <laughs> tent cities and all that stuff. Yeah, it, and, it, and my question is, Sarge, is why are we, I mean, you know, people are putting up with this stuff. It's, it, it's almost as if, I mean, it's like, yeah, everybody wants to ignore it. But at yeah. some point, though, you know, as a citizen of the country, I mean, when do you, you know, stand up and say, you know what? I mean, I never signed up for this, yeah. you know, kind of thing. You know, there was uh, one of one of the big things is Nancy Pelosi's looking trying to take the the liberal bunches and secede. And I said, fine, let them go. You know, I'm sorry, but if someone is that stupid to continue voting for people like Pelosi, and I guess she won handily, <clears throat> she should have been taken out of office by her own people, and she wasn't. You know, that tells me that that place is a lost. Oh, exactly. If they want to live that way, they don't need to be a part of the United States. As far as I'm concerned, they're dragging us down. They're giving us a bad name. And, you know, ship them all to, to you know, the whole West Coast. You know, put a big fence around it and uh, start working so that, the you know, the, the fault will finally crack and it'll sail off Pacific, <laughs> you know. You know, it's funny that when you said put a big fence around it, that's what, that is exactly what, you know, cause we lived outside of Detroit. We lived uh, south of there. We lived, uh, you know, if you know, if you know where we're in. But anyway, uh, you know, uh, we used to say, you know, they should put a great big fence around Detroit and just, you know, and just nuke it or something, you know. We, we were just, you know, we were so tired of it because they were dragging the whole state down, you know. In Michigan. And, you know, and it, with all the crime and, and, you know, the welfare and all of it. And, you know, everybody was tired of it because, you know, they, they, it's like, well, you know, we're just going to uh, Detroit was able to like, you know, well, we'll just take money out of right out of your pocketbook because, you know, that's how we operate. Exactly. You know, and and it was just, you know, people just got to the point where they were like, hey, what's going on here? You know, and then and, and then when you had all these companies, you know, like the UAW and that, uh, when they all left, like uh, like in Flat Rock and in Michigan, when when uh, when Ford left and went to Cleveland, okay, 
uh, all the property taxes went up to like 1600 a year when they were, and all of a sudden they went way up, you know? Yeah. And then of course, then Mazda moved in, you know, that kind of thing. But, but that all started years and years ago. Right. And, and we all saw it mm-hmm. and, and, and we're seeing it and we're still seeing it. It hasn't stopped yet, you know, it, but, but, it, but now it's more on a grand scale. It's happening. Like, you know, it, it, it it's everywhere. It, it's just, it, you talk about corruption. I mean, my gosh, man, it's in your face. Sad. And that's the thing, you know, and basically it, it's the welfare mentality. You have these people that make a living out of living on the government dole and they just can't seem to, they're, they're, they're so, their self-esteem is so low, I guess, that they just don't care about their situation. It's just how much can I get for free from the government? And, you know, you know we don't need that. There should be time. Yeah, and, and that's and that's it. I think that's why you're seeing, you know, all these people who are going, Oh no, we don't want Trump. We want we want Biden because you know, because because Trump stands for you know, for freedom and you know, you you get out there, you you hustle and you make some bucks, you know. Yeah. And 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 he's trying to, you know, uh to allow you to keep some of it rather than, you know, uh, take it out of your pocket. Well, you know, all these people who just love the free stuff always vote for the Democrats. Yeah, and that's the thing. Um, <clears throat> back in the it was the late 1700s, uh, Frederick Bastiat in France wrote a book called The Law, and he basically was dealing with the situation in France at the time. But it fits everywhere. And what it boils down to is, he says, as long as the you know the people feel re- re- once the people realize that they can vote themselves uh, largesse out of the public funds, point where there's nothing left basically, and that's what's going on here. And uh, there should we should go back to you must be a, a, a landowner or something like that in order to be able to vote. And if you're on public assistance, that should be an absolute bar to voting. You know, if you want to vote, you've got to be a protect, productive member of society. You can't sit there and continually vote for more and more welfare and more and more people that will give you everything under the sun out of our tax dollars. Um, because and he spelled it out in that book and it's it's come true over and over and over wherever that system is in place it it, it just destroys the country and if we don't get our heads out of our backsides we're going to go down the same tube that everybody else has because we're doing the same thing we're allowing these people to come in and promise the you know everything free college education free health care well, we believe health care is a right you know if it's a right you know the right comes from god you know, God don't give you free health care. He gives you the chance to work to pay for your wealth, your health care, and that kind of thing. But if someone else has to pay for it, it ain't a right. It's a benefit. And that's that's what these idiots keep saying. But the people out there, you know, sucking all this stuff up are too either too stupid or too greedy to care. They just wanna they just wanna take everything they can get and not give anything back. As far as I'm concerned, those people don't need to be in the United States of America. You know, if you're on public assistance, there's... I totally agree. You know, uh, when, uh, when I lived um, back in Michigan, you know, it, it, the work ethic was pretty good. Now, you know, uh, once and then once they started to, to tear stuff down, you know, uh, it really just had a profound effect on, you know, especially if you had a work ethic, you know, because it was just, you know, because of the, 
Great. I don't know if you recall, but back in the early eighties, you know, things were, then they started shipping things out and everything. And, and so you didn't have the same opportunities say that your that your dad did, you know, and, and it used to be that way. Right. And then all of a sudden it's like, Nope, we're cutting, you know, this generation will not have the same opportunity that their parents had. I'm sorry, but that's just the way, the way it's going to be. They take away so, thing, thing. so all of a sudden regulations. Yeah. And, and so all of a sudden, you know, this, this, you know, this, this real stable economic situation became extremely unstable mm-hmm. and, and, and it really messed up a lot of people's, you know, mindset, you know? And so, so then, so, you know, now you fast forward it to today and, and I'm going, how in the world could they have voted for Biden? I mean, is the work ethic really bad? What happened to Michigan? You know, I haven't been there for a while, but I'm well, just going, what happened? You know, because Trump. it's like they voted for their own demise. no, the people running things threw in extra ballots to make it look that stupid. They voted for Trump, the trouble, just like all the other states did. And then because of that, they had to stop counting ballots. And then in the middle of the night, wheel in, you know, bunches and bunches of fake ballots that they could give, you know, all to Biden to make him win. So, you know, don't discount the people of Michigan. You know, the vast majority of them are still hard work and still have the right mindset. And they voted the right way. You know, granted, there were a bunch of morons there still that did vote for, for Biden, but the mass, the majority voted for Trump. You know, you can't tell me that if, you know, somebody that can't get a dozen people to come out to one of his rallies is going to beat someone that routinely has thousands and thousands and thousands of people at his. There's just no way. This whole thing was set up, and the whole reason for COVID, you know, when all the rest of the world is basically getting back on track, uh, we're still dragging it. We're, you know, the democratic states are still locked down because of all this garbage The, you know, not doing what they should be doing is what it boils down to not going to the polls and voting properly. You know, absentee ballots should be very limited to specific people with an absolute need, like guys overseas in the military or, you know, people that are, you know, homebound and can't get out stuff like that. And that should be verified. Um, but this garbage of just, you know, th- sending these things out. And from what I understand, there was a, uh, a bunch of, um, in certain jurisdictions, I don't know how far this went, but it was something that the Trump administration or somebody dreamed up to make sure that only the proper ballots were counted. Basically, the government-issued ballots had a, had a watermark and a barcode on them that were the only valid ballots. And then all these others that were sent out by third parties and whatnot that don't have that. When they run those things through the system, bad ballot, you know, it's not valid. You can't count it. And um, that will hopefully change a lot of this. But uh, I saw something on that yesterday. Yeah, that really is, but that would be cool. (laughs) That Whitmer, that Whitmer chick, she must be, I mean, she must be, you know, as corrupt as they come, you know? No doubt in my mind. You know, to sit there, she honestly thinks that she I mean, coronated, not not inaugurated. You know, she became the queen of Michigan. And, you know, her, her, what she says is law. And nobody can do anything but her husband. <laughs> you know, he can go out in his boat, but nobody else can. You know, that's absolute insanity. And it just shows, you know, Trump's talked about that in his, his many of his speeches. I got to love it. You know, he just rubs it in their face. He said, you guys need to do something about that bimbo. And that's what it boils down to is the people of the state are the ones ultimately responsible for this. You know, if Portland, Oregon is burning, 
it's up to the people in Oregon to do something about it. You know, don't sit there and cry to the U.S. government to say, Come totally on. agree. You know, it's your job. <clears throat> Brought these people in. You got to figure and, you out know, how to them out. Yeah. And having lived out, out west now for, you know, 35 years, uh, you know, it, it's kind of funny because it's like, you know, places like Portland, I was never aware that they were that radical until now, yeah. you know. And I've been here a long time, and I'm I'm like ten hours from Portland. I'm not that far from it. So, but and I've been through there, but I've never felt that they were radical until now. You know, I, I've never felt that Seattle was radical until now. Well, the thing is, is Seattle, you know, Portland as a whole aren't really. Most of them are good, red blood Americans just wanting to live their lives, but they are dumb when it comes to voting. That's part of it, and then it's the little groups that you know are being bought and paid for by Soros and company to come in and destroy the area. But they first have to put the right people in place in government to make it possible for it to happen. Because if you've got a, if you've got a, um, oh goodness, who would be a good one to use as an example? I'm trying to think. Uh, a, a, um, uh, oh shoot, DeSantis in Florida. If you got somebody like that as the governor, and you have these groups come in and try to start, you know, tearing everything down and burning it. You know, he basically put an end to that real quick. But you don't have that in places where you got the liberal Democrats because they're, hey, that's fine. You know, let it happen. You know, we'll have a summer of love. <laughs> you know, that's insane. Yeah, and that's what makes me wonder how, how deep this rabbit hole goes. That's, that's the thing that, you know, because you, you start going, holy, you know, how connected is this network? I mean, you know, you're talking governors, you're talking mayors. I mean, you know, Soros. and then and then you throw the three-letter agencies into it, and all of a sudden you've got a you've got a real serious issue here. Well, and again, it all goes back to Soros and company. You know, like that uh, prosecutor in um, uh, St. Louis that went after um, oh, I can't remember their names. The couple that defended their home against the, the hordes, and that prosecutor was actually put in. You know, her the massive funding that she had to get her elected was from Soros. And he's been doing that all over the country, putting these people in place so that they, you know, charge the law-abiding people and let the criminals get off. Um, he's just doing it to destroy this country. And that's something else that people, you know, is, there are times when you have to step out from the norm and do a preemptive strike. You know, I'm sorry. <laughs> and he's one of them. Yeah. see is ask your doctor if it's right for you and me so when you ask your doctor what do you think he'll say of course it's right you dummy let's get you hooked on it today wake up you're being screwed pharmaceutical but it be so rude they don't care if you live or you die as they get their piece of pie. 
That's right. They don't care if you live or die as long as they get their piece of the pie. And we're back with the last segment of today's edition of Your DIY Health here on the Truth Frequency Radio Network. And we've been talking to Unplugged and uh, been having a good old time. And uh, we're back for the last segment. So let's see where we go from here. Um, there's uh, there's this one thing I really I want to bring up real quick. I just got an email here. Longevity just came out with a brand new product called Immune FX. Staying healthy is more important than ever. This week, we launched our new immune-supporting product, Beyond Immune FX. Powerful formula contains a unique combination of ingredients known to support a healthy immune system, including our I-26 Hyperimmune Egg Powder. Science behind it. It's really neat. Um, but anyway, I will try and get this updated on, put it on the website um, after the show is over. Uh, and we'll, you know, that way it'll make it easy for people if they want to place an order. But uh, if you go to the website now and click on any of the items and just go to the search function and just put in uh, immune support FX and or beyond immune FX and it should pop up. And it's a powder that you mix in water. Um, it's a, what is it, orange tangerine or some kind of, I can't remember what the flavor is, but uh, if it's like any of the others, it's been pretty, they usually taste pretty good. I haven't had a chance to try it, it just came out this week. But uh, in this day and age, of course, you know, everything you can do to support your immune system is uh, just one more plus. And the I-26 immune support product is a really, really, really good product. Um, but anyway, just wanted to plug that real quick. Products, you know, it's the the key here uh, with all this COVID crap, and again, it's funny that we haven't heard a word about COVID all this week. Uh, that's the first in what ten months. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the key <laughs> is supporting your immune system, not waiting for uh, wearing a face diaper or waiting for a vaccine or anything else. You give your body the stuff it needs, and it will take care of itself. Stay away from the bad foods that you can get the list on the website, my website, under the the Click on the uh, Trinity of Health tab, and the first item is uh, good food, bad food list. And they stay away from the bad foods. Give your body the 90 essential nutrients. And the easiest way, the, the quickest and simplest, is the basic Mighty 90, which is right there on the home page. You just click on it. You can order it. It's about $65. Bucks, um, and uh, that will give you all 90 nutrients. And it will be a good start to get you going in the right direction to get your immune system propped up. You know, I haven't had the flu in over 50 years. I haven't had a cold, and I can't remember when, um, at least the last 10 that I've been using longevity. And, um, you know, it's amazing stuff. You know, it keeps your immune system functioning the way it's supposed to so that you don't have to worry about all these things. You can go to the polls and vote. You don't have to worry about any of that junk. You don't even have to necessarily wash your hands and use that hand sanitizer and all the other stuff. Um, just go out and live your life. If you do things right, you can do that and you can be, you know, rest assured that you're going to be safe doing it. So anyway, Unplugged, you got anything else you want to add in? Oh, I just wanted to ask the, you on on, uh, on your fish oil products. I wanted to ask about that. Um do, do those have omega three sixes and nines? Yeah, um, yeah. With uh, and omega oh, six perfect. are considered to be the um, um, essentials because if you have threes and sixes, you can make nines. And um, it depends on the product, but oh, most okay. of them have three and six in them. And uh, the neat thing about our fish oils is they're they're expelled and put into the gel caps in a nitrogen environment. 
uh, because one of the problems with oils is they're unstable. When they're exposed to air, they oxidize, and that produces trans, fat, trans fats and free radicals. And when you take them into your body, it causes inflammation and cancer. So by, um, you know, you never, ever, 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 ever want to use any kind of oil that's just in a bottle um, because there's always air in that bottle. And the longer it sits there, the more oxidized that oil becomes and the more dangerous it becomes. And even in, even in capsule form, um, if it's not done properly, there's still going to be, you know, some danger to it. That's why Dr. Wallach is such a stickler on that, that all of our oils are in a nitrogen chamber. So they're never exposed to air. Uh, they're as fresh when you take them as the day they were put, you know, they were expelled. Uh, and that's the same uh, oils that you can get. And our fish oils, you know, we have fish oil. We also have plant oils like forage and some other things, depending. You know, we have a few that for people that are uh, like vegan and whatnot, they want the fish stuff. Though We have a few that will give them the, the safe oils uh, from plant sources as much as possible. But yeah, the the oils are, um, you know, generally it's omega threes and omega sixes, and then uh, sometimes nines will be in there. Oh, okay. The body can actually make them. Yeah, because I actually I, I bought a product uh, at at the uh, at the grocery store. Um, I think it was Nature's Way. I'm not exactly sure, but um, it was uh, had the three sixes and nines in it. It had the borage oil and all that. It had just you know high levels of ALA and and uh, it, if I read it to you, you'd be like, wow, you know, it sounds great. But uh, my question becomes, you know, uh, can that be overkill too? If if you're you know if you're taking a product that has like tons of stuff in it, you know, could that be like too much as far as um, EFAs? Generally, no. You know, that's in, in most cases, when you talk about nutrients, most people are, are extremely uh, deficient. So chances of you getting too much of anything is pretty slim. And in most cases, if your body doesn't need it, it just passes it through. If anything, it'd be a waste of money. Right. But in one form or another. <laughs> the problem with buying stuff in stores, you never really know what you're getting. And many of the companies like... Um, Oh, there's one, the one that they caught on TV all the time, the number one pharmacist recommended nutritional supplement, you know, that most of those that you buy mm -hmm. are, they're made by pharmaceutical companies, the companies, they just go in and they buy up the nutraceuticals and then they produce a substandard crappy product that doesn't work. You know, it's got really good, you know, nice stuff on the label, but it doesn't work. And then it forces you into their drugs. So that's something to be aware of. Yeah. And uh, years ago, I used to have a, a lady on my show. I can't remember, um, oh man, Gwen something. Uh, but she uh, she lives in Costa Rica now. But she used to be a um, drug rep, and she wrote a book called Confessions of a uh, uh, Drug uh, Drug Rep or uh, Drug Pusher or something like that. But basically, you know, that was her thing. You know, she was. Uh, worked for one of the major pharmaceutical companies and somebody asked in a meeting one time, what do we do about these uh, nutraceutical companies that make these uh, supplements? Oh, that's no problem. We'll either put them out of business or we'll just buy, you know, make a crappy product with a really nice advertising and everything, make people think it's really good. And when it doesn't work, they'll have to take our drugs. And that's exactly what's going on. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, longevity isn't like that. Dr. Walker, I was curious. I was curious as to whether or not my uh, my, my functional medicine uh, 
you know, provider was, was kind of going, you know, and doing that. But I mean, they're, they're trying to do the right thing. I mean, you know, they're, they're saying, okay, you know, to drive your, try your triglycerides down, you know, we're going to put you on, you know, some fish oil and, Doing that, they're you know, not- uh, you know, uh, what's that? This rights aren't a problem. And that's the thing they talk about cholesterol and, you know, good cholesterol, bad cholesterol. There's no such thing. There's only cholesterol. And HDL, LDL, all that kind of stuff, it's all a bunch of crap. It's all put out, it's, it's all stuff put out by the drug companies as uh, probably have these big words that the doctors can use to scare people. But the bottom line is cholesterol has never been linked so, to a problem. And, uh, so, you know, Sarge, they actually told me my last blood test, they said, well, your triglycerides are over 1,000. Uh, man. Uh, and I, and I was like, really? <laughs> I, I guess I better drive those down then, you know. So yeah. I've been on, you know, I've been taking like five fish oil capsules a day, trying to drive it down. <laughs> uh, find yourself a you good know? bath if you can. You know, there aren't that many out so, there. So you would say triglycerides are not a big deal. You know, Doctor Glidden has a. Um, a really good video. I'll try and send you a link to it if it's still available. It's called uh, Cholesterol Myth Busting. And he talks, and they're not an issue. Basically, if you eat right, if you avoid the wow. bad and you supplement properly, your body will automatically regulate everything that you've got going on. And they'll try, you know, the same guy is probably going to say, you need to get your cholesterol below 200. And that's uh-huh, as- I've heard that. Yeah, that's asinine. You should never, ever, ever let your... No, it should be over 220. You know, um, a a fantastic example, this is one Wallach has used for years, is the Inuit Eskimos that live above the Arctic Circle. Their their diet is nothing but bear meat, bear fat, whale meat, whale blubber. Um, Their cholesterol levels are routinely between 350 and 560. They also have the lowest amount of uh, cardiovascular events of any people group on the planet. They got the highest cholesterol and the lowest heart problems. They don't have any trouble until they come to the lower <laughs> eat and eat like us. And, and if if cholesterol was an issue, they would have they've been they would have been extinct for eons. <laughs> you know, and that just shows how bull- <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you know, there is nothing wrong. And but yeah, know, that's that, that's the thing. You know, once they what they bring the triglyceride into the into the mix, and that scares the crap out of people. I think, and it certainly did me. Because I was like, well, well, geez, you know, I, I better, you know, I guess I better watch out, you know, yeah. and because the the test prior to that, I, I was at like, yeah, my triglycerides were like uh, in the high twos, mm-hmm. you know, and three months later, they're over a thousand. I'm like, what? You know, how'd that happen? Yeah, it could also- <laughs> you know? And I, I questioned the test. I was, I was like, are we sure that's even accurate? Because how could it go up that much in three months? I, I don't get it. That would be the first thing I'd be asking is, to, you know, do another test. But the thing is, if they're doing blood work, most, yeah. time, you know, questionable anyway. Yeah. Glidden did a really, really good video on that kind of stuff. And he dispels all of it. Um, the key is to just, you know, make sure that you're giving your body the right stuff and staying away from the wrong stuff. And, uh, but, you know, don't let them, right. put, don't let them put you on statin drugs by for any reason. Is nobody should ever take those. Things. Well, well, your testimony. No, I, I would not let them do that. No, I and she actually recommended that to me, and I said no. 
I said, I will never go on a statin because it's it basically just poisons your liver. And yeah. I'm not doing that. Whenever it causes you know? the cause type two diabetes, if you get on a statin drug within two to five years, you will be a type two diabetic. Simple as that. And you'll also yeah. if you live long enough, you'll become an Alzheimer's patient because that's where Alzheimer's comes from. It's not aluminum. It's you know, all this crap that people have you know fed over. It's been an internet myth for years and years and years. It's lack of cholesterol. And my father-in-law was a prime things, and they got his cholesterol down to like 89. And I said, yeah, kidding me. And I said, because I knew he had been taking those things. And they finally says, he's still, still taking those things? No, they took them off. And I said, why? Well, he got down to 89. They said he didn't need them anymore. I said, yeah, and he can't even remember where he lives. He didn't know his name. He didn't know how to do anything. Um, you tell him something, and two minutes later, he had no idea what you told him. I said, you need to get his cholesterol back up. Yeah. And... They wouldn't yep. listen to me, and he's not with us anymore because of it. Oh yeah, the the, the brain, I mean, pretty much operates on it. You You're, know, you got it. You got to have it. Wait, cholesterol. You know, when someone calls you a fathead, that should actually be a uh, you know a uh, compliment. You know, you know, <laughs> Thanks for the compliment. <laughs> when when you get cholesterol levels down, it starts out with you know first off, if you're taking drugs, you're going to become a type two diabetic. If you're a male. You're going to experience ED, rectum, have early menopause and hot flashes and junk that lasts for years instead of a month or two. And it just gets worse and worse and worse and worse because all of your hormones come from cholesterol as well. So if you've got low cholesterol, all of a sudden the lights go out and nobody's home. You know, you can't get a rise out of anybody. And um, that's the first thing when someone says, I got a problem with ED. My doctor wants to put me on this little blue pill. And I says, uh, you on statin drugs? Yep. I says, get off of those and start eating a dozen eggs a day. <laughs> you know, oh, I can't eat eggs. It's full of fish. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly why you need to eat it. <laughs> you know, fish, meat with a, you know, you know, rare, medium rare, uh, chicken with the skin on. Those are things that, you know, everything that MDs tell you not to do are, are exactly what you should be doing. And that's why I say, given half a chance, MDs, yeah. are, you know, they're just absolutely clueless when it comes to anything related to the human body. You know, all they know is drugs and, you know, they're just, you know, legal drug pushers. And it's, it's a shame because a lot yeah, of... Yeah, I had a, uh, a condition, uh, you I've had a condition called gastritis mm -hmm. and uh, had it for a while. And, um, you know, I, I found uh, a gal on YouTube, uh, a Barbara O'Neill, who basically said, you know, a lot of these conditions like gastritis can actually be healed, uh, even ulcers for that matter can be healed if you, uh, you know, with cayenne pepper, mm -hmm. you know, cases. And, and a lot of people think, oh, cayenne pepper, well, that's going to irritate it. No, it actually doesn't. You know, black pepper will, but cayenne pepper does not. Right. I, I was, I had, gas. and so I started doing that and lo and behold, you know, everything started to fall into place. You know, I started to feel great. And, uh, you know, so I started doing that, you know, like even this morning, I, I, you know, I had a little shot of a cayenne pepper with my lemon and my honey and my, and, uh, you know, it, it not only does it get your metabolism going, but it also, it, it, it's a gut healer for sure. Yeah. Well, basically it's, it's artificially doing what your body would normally do if everything was working the way it's supposed to. And that's what a lot of people don't realize, you know, uh, cayenne pepper is great stuff. You know, if you got a, a, a wound that's bleeding, I mean, you pack it full of cayenne pepper, it'll stop the bleeding. Uh, there's a lot of things that's fantastic for yeah. plant medicine. It's not nutrition. And that's the way you have to look at things uh, just like with, um, essential oils. They're fantastic. 
you know, I've been an essential oil distributor even before I got on board with Longevity. I used to be with Young Living. And then when I got on with Longevity, we have products that are every bit as good, if not better. And, um, but, you know, I keep essential oils on hand, but I very seldom ever need them because I do so much nutrition, it solves the problems. And rather than having this, I just take my nutrition and it covers all the bases. You know, I had, I had gastric reflux for 20 some years before I started Longevity. I was on Prilosec and could not get off the stuff. I tried cayenne pepper. Oh, I tried uh, raw apple cider vinegar. I tried everything that everybody Still mentioned. Still couldn't do it. It worked uh, until wow. I got or with longevity because I had a raging calcium deficiency. And what happens? Ah, yeah, that'll do it. You got esophageal sphincter at the base of the esophagus at the top of the stomach. That's a muscle. And muscles open and can close. They open right. with calcium. They close with magnesium. And I didn't have enough of either. Exactly. The thing opened and it would allow stuff in the stomach to splash up into my, you know, uh, throat. And that's why I was getting all that burning. Sure. I stopped taking uh, yep. the same day I started taking the Longevity products in uh, 20, uh, April 22nd of 2012. And I haven't had any problem uh, because I finally started getting that's my cool. things that need to make my muscles work. And if you've got, uh, you know, people get Charlie. Yeah, that's one of the things I noticed, too, uh, Sarge, is that like if I ever start getting like a if my stomach starts feeling kind of queasy or acidic or whatever, I'll yeah. just I'll just pop a magnesium and it settles it right down. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's amazing how the stuff works. Um, you know, if if you get muscle cramps in the middle of the night, Charlie horses and the legs and things like that, uh, usually giving your body the right amount of calcium magnesium, you know, orally will make the stuff go away. But a lot of people, if you have problems, it's just, you know, becomes unbearable. Get yourself some Epsom salts, go to the grocery store and just get a bag of that stuff, keep it on hand. And, uh, if you have a really bad bout of it, you know, obviously you want to increase the nutrition, but at the same time you go in your bathroom, take, uh, if you got a bathtub, uh, take a cup of Epsom salts, which is uh, magnesium sulfate, sit in a hot tub with that stuff for about half an hour or so, and it will absorb through your leg muscle into your legs, and it will make those things go away like nobody's yeah. business. It's amazing stuff. You can also... Yeah, it, it, it's amazing, you know, because... Rub on your legs. Uh, magnesium loosens calcium tightens, right? So... Yeah. Contracts and expands. And uh, they, they work together. Right. And that's what, actually without it, you know, your, your muscles won't be able to do that. You know, they won't be able to contract and expand. If you got high, hypertension, same thing. You know, you've got your, your arteries all have muscles. In that's the difference between an artery and a vein. Arteries have muscles in the line, wall lining it. And they expand and contract along with the heart to assist the heart in pumping the blood throughout the body. And if you've got hypertension, what's going on in many cases, most of the time, you've got a calcium-magnesium deficiency and those muscles, both in the heart oh, yeah. and the blood vessels, and it causes the heart to have to work harder. And simply given, you know, doing, yep. I was 180 over 120, 185 over 120 for a long time. And within 30 days of getting on your oh, man. right amount, I was 99 over 77. You know, high blood pressure just whoop, dropped right back to normal. And that's the thing. You yeah, know. and if you have... Anything like you said, like anxiety or whatever. Oh, well, here, let's give you a beta block. Beta block. <laughs> yeah. Instead of, you know, uh, uh, something that your body can use, like calcium or magnesium. Oh, here, how about a beta blocker? That should take care of it. <laughs> All the stuff are basically designed to mimic the effects of, of nutrition. 
you know, lately, uh, at least here in my local area, there have been a lot of ads for some new drug for schizophrenia. And virtually all uh, mental issues, mental health issues, are caused by a mineral deficiency, you know, especially lithium. And oh, yeah. simply take our nutrients. You know, if you've got to, in very short time, less than two weeks normally, uh, simply giving your body extra extra minerals along with the other nutrients, and you'll be out of that funk in like nobody's business. Um, it's amazing how that works. And uh, the big problem with schizophrenia. I've noticed a huge difference. Yeah, the big problem is uh, taking those minerals. I've noticed a huge difference. It's it's uh, it, it it's almost like my my body is kind of like what you're actually giving me minerals. What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, yeah well, I talked, one of his talks from years it, ago talked about a couple of cities that were like sister cities in uh, around uh, Arkansas or Missouri or someplace like that. And they were close by, and one had a lot of lithium in the water, and the other one had none. And the difference in the amount of domestic violence and robberies, all kinds of criminal activity between the ones that had no lithium and the ones that, you know, did was just unbelievable. You know, one was a beautiful bedroom community. The other one was like, and uh, the, the key thing, the only, the only difference was the water supply that had lithium in it and the other one didn't. And that used to be the big thing for treating wow. mental health issues until they started coming out with the drugs. I can years ago when I had people that I knew that were on lithium and, and all of a sudden they came out with all these fancy drugs to take a patent and make lots of money off of. And all of a sudden, well, lithium just sort of slept off to the side, even though it was the best thing to use. <laughs> it's nice. Well, this, the best thing was all mighty nutrients, but you know, that's a typical MDs. They don't have a clue. Um, and it's, it's a shame, but you know, if, if, people, well, you know, really, when I, when I read your testimonial on, on your website, that to me, that, that was like a game changer right there because it was like, you know, look at what he's been through and look at what he, you know, conquered, you know, just by, you know, with the minerals and, and, you know, the, the proper nutrition, it was amazing. You know, I it, hadn't found it. Everybody should read that live today. You know, I'd be dead or I'd be, you know, in really, really, I'd probably be in a nursing home and, you know, waiting to die circling the drain. But at 63, I don't take any drugs. Oh, yeah. Ever. And uh, everything's good. You know, avoid doctors like the plague. And uh, I can't complain. You know, God's been good and longevity. Yeah, I'll good. be 60 in January. And, and people look at me and they go, you're not 60. Come on. Nope. <laughs> I, and it's I, like, well, you know, I don't feel it either. But Yeah, people think know. I'm a lot younger. When they look at me, they think I'm a lot younger than I am. I said, that's nice. You know, they think I'm just as crotchety. Yeah, as it, it kind of <laughs> is a nice feeling. You know, somebody tells you, hey, you know, what? how old are you, like 45? Or... <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I've had people think that they were, that I was in my 40s. And I said, that's cool. Um, you know, that's something, what are you doing? Your skin looks better. You've got a glow. Everything seems to work right. You know, it's, it's just doing my stuff, staying away from the bad foods and taking my nutrition. No, that can't be it. I tell you what, I'd I'd rather spend money on longevity products than going to the you know than than spending money going to the doc. I'll tell you that. <laughs> One's that's that's a, that's a no brainer. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's one. So of those I'm happy with it though, I, I, and I, I plan on uh, for me. I want to do the mighty ninety and stuff now. I want to get away from just the just the minerals themselves. And I want to get into where I'm actually getting the whole, the whole 90 in one shot rather than, 
That's you know, uh, but my wife likes that slim effect. So I said, fine, you know, go ahead. You know, you can do for me. It's not, I, I don't think it agrees with me as much as it does her. Well, it's, and it's a different thing. It's, it's not implementation as it is a weight loss or weight gain program, depending on what you're mixing it with. Uh, it does have, you know, if I'm not mistaken, the slender FX does have the uh, minerals in it. Um, and it's got a, a broad spectrum of it's got a lot of vitamins in it. Yeah. But it's not like, uh, all 90 unfortunately um and that's that's the key is the 90 essential nutrients are primary things and uh you know that makes all the difference when you're getting those everything starts to work yeah once i run out of my my last bottle of minerals i'm i'm segueing over to the 90 i think because it that's going to eliminate a lot of stuff that i have on my refrigerator right now (laughs) that's the thing you can you can basically uh redirect your funding it saves you a lot of money you're getting higher quality stuff for less money usually but we are out of time so and we're talking with you sir take care